Welcome, welcome to, to Arsenal, Arsenal Kids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Arsenal Kids Podcast. My name is Ben and I'm joined by my ever-present co-host, Maddie. Hello and welcome to episode number 28 other season review. Yes, welcome. Great to have you join us for yet another season review. And today we are re- reviewing our women's team season. We are with our men's team review. Having come earlier this week, and a reminder that if you do enjoy listening to Arsenal Kids, then please like and subscribe, rate and review wherever it is that you listen to us. And also send us your comments and questions. Just email us at info at arsenalkids.com. You can also get in touch with us via our Facebook page. Just search for Arsenal Kids or look for us on Twitter. We look forward to hearing you from you soon. Okay, well, let's get into that, shall we? And in a nutshell... The women's team this year finished third in Women's Super League. Got knocked out in the fifth round of the FA Cup. They won the Conti Cup. And made it through to the semi-finals of the UEFA Champions League. We won some silverware, but did not do as well as we might have, like mainly do. It was a bit of an up and down season to say the least. We recorded emphatic victory wins, lifted the Conti Cup and strode all the way to the Champions League semi-finals. But it was flawed by injury after injury. We dropped points in crucial games and we struggled to gel on the pitch given that ongoing turbulence. It goes without saying that despite such our injury crisis, losing two-star goal scorers, the skipper and vice-captain, among other starting players, at various times throughout the season, the fact that this Arsenal team managed to regroup to end the season in such a positive way truly is a testament to their mentality. After losing the previous league title by just one point. And coming off the back of Euro 22, where Beth Mead had been crowned player of the tournament, and Vivian Miedemar and Leah Williamson were given new contracts, all eyes were to the league, which the Gunners haven't won since 2019. They brought in Kaylin Marquise, Gio, who subsequently went on loan, and Leah Hurtig in that first transfer window. And then due to injuries, they brought in Victoria Pullover, Catherine Cool, Gio returned from loan, and Sabrina D'Angelo in the January window. And then further, they brought in Jodie Taylor on a short-term emergency contract. So it saw the team add some younger players, but we didn't quite get the established stars that we were aiming for. Victoria Pelleva was probably a sign of the season. Victoria Pelot was our signing of the season. She filled in as an alternative to Miedema and Mead, both who were out with ACL injuries. And the former Ajax player actually caught Arsenal's eye during their Champions League qualifying tie, where her physicality, versatility and control for just 24 years dazzled our Arsenal boss. But coming into a side doused with injuries is hard, Forming connections with new players for them to suddenly be unavailable, all while learning a new style of play in a new league, it's 
not an easy task. However, Pullover took to the job like a duck to water and became instrumental in Arsenal's successes, earning herself a regular starting position. Due to injuries, there were lots there were a lot of players that took part of in the game. With the squad being stretched very thin at times. We even had some debuts handed to some of our younger players. But it was Stina Blackstenius who led the squad with 39 appearances in all competitions, followed by Freena Marnham and Katie McCabe, who appeared 38 times each, Lotta Wubben-Moy with 35, and Manuela Zimsberger and Leah Volti with 31 apiece. Top scorer was standard with 18 goals in all competitions. Frida Marnham had 16 goals, Caitlin Ford 12, Kim Little 8 and Vivian Miedema 7. And the player was the most assist with 10 was. It was Freedom Arnhem, taking her total goal involvements for the season to 26. Amazing work. Caitlin Ford also had nine assists. Katie McCabe and Victoria Pullover had six apiece. And Beth Mead managed five. Which led us to talking about the player of the season, which was, drum roll please, Katie McCabe. It was. She won our Women's Player of the Season poll by 2%, pipping Frieda Marnham to the accolade, with Leah Volte finishing in third place. It is the second time Katie McCabe has won the award. She previously had picked up the prize in 2021 after an excellent campaign in the red and white. This season, her highlights include a relentless performance away at Wolfsburg in the Champions League semi-final and scoring a trademark rocket against Manchester City. Which was, we'll get to a moment. We will get to it in a moment. McCabe's versatility as both a fullback and a winger on either flank makes her indispensable to our side, especially in the wake of injuries to other key members of the squad. As Kim Little and then Leah Williamson were sidelined through injury, McCabe also donned the captain's armband for the final two months of the season. Her experience, leadership and boundless determination were just what our team needed in the home straight to finish in third and secure Champions League football once again. And our goal of the season, as voted by the fans, was also scored by none other than Katie McCabe. Her net-splitting effort against Manchester City was also awarded the WSL goal of the season, and her strike beat off Frieda's effort against Bayern by just two votes in the official website poll. The Irish captain bounced back from some injury fears to star in our 2-1 comeback win against Man City, a result that would help us in achieving third place in the league. After Frieda Marnham drew us level in the second half, Katie picked up a short corner, drove into the penalty area, and sent a thumping shot whistling through a crowded six-yard box. The ball soon rippled the net at the back post. It was far too much for Ellie Roebuck in goal, and not dissimilar, I think, to Maddie's first ever goal for the Ripley Under-10 Rubies in the special Women in Football round celebrated by her local Ripley Valley Football Club this past weekend. 
And last but not least, our quick record of the season goes a little bit like this. Win, draw, win, win. Win, 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 win. Win, win, loss, draw. Win, 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 loss. Win, draw, win, win. Draw, win, loss, loss. Win, 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 loss. Win, 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 loss. Draw, loss, win, win. Win, lost, lost. Which was 39 games played for 25 wins, 5 draws and 9 losses, giving us an overall win rate of 64%, which is an excellent winning ratio, but something that we can improve on for next season. It is also hard to review the women's team without talking about the sell-out crowd we had. Yes, over 60,000 people at the Emirates were there to watch the Champions League semi-final leg, second leg against Wolfsburg, and what a game it was. But we highlighted for the season. It has to be that we actually won some silverware. Congratulations to the women for coming from behind in the Conti Cup final to beat Chelsea three goals to one to be able to put another trophy in our cabinet. And further to that, our third place, like I said, means that we'll be back in the hunt for more silverware next season as we've qualified for the Champions League once again. It's all to look out for, I think, as the Arsenal women's team move ahead next season. Okay, that's all time for this episode. Thanks again for joining us at Arsenal Kids Podcast this time. A reminder to please like and subscribe, rate and review wherever it is that you listen to us. And no matter where... It is that you listen to us. We would love to hear from you and for you to share the podcast with other Arsenal kids. We hope you will join us back on the pitch again soon. Okay, bye for now. Okay, goodbye and happy 80s day. 